You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Who was Reb Chanina? The name, it's actually a very common name among, among the Amoroyim. Um, I'm going to say it's probably a first or second generation Amora. Now, uh, it's important to know that he is an Amora because he's going to be attacked um, intellectually uh, by a source that's going to be questioning him. So um, I think what I want to say before we get started is that there's going to be a an incredibly spiritual idea here that is going to be not just like I sort of yesterday I, I, I inserted it and I, I think I had the right to do that. Here it's really in the words itself and yet the way the incredible spiritual idea, uh, an uplifting idea, it is it is um, presented in the form of a question and an answer um, just like any halachic issue. And that's what you have to really understand. There are going to be very subtle, important insights about our life in this sense about Shabbat, about Shabbos. But the way it's going to be presented is going to be presented in terms of a back and forth, in terms of an argument, in terms of an answer. So here, we'll just get started and you'll see what I mean. So it's Amrab Chama Bereb Chanina, the Amora. Hanotein, Hanosein, Hanotein, Matanala Chavero. You give a matana to somebody. Ein Sarach Okay, so before we see the proof, let's think about what the statement meant. Um, we we have all heard, uh, the, especially after it was codified by the Rambam um, and Hilchas Matnos Aniim, the way to give tzedakah, right? We all know Matan Baseiser. You want to give somebody something, uh, 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 obviously a person who's poor, a person who doesn't, who is uh, underprivileged, or whatever you want, uh, his dignity is important. He doesn't, he shouldn't have to meet the person who is his his helper, the person who decided to help him. So we understand that it's an anonymous gift is is is, is obviously a very high level. But let's talk about the idea that you just want your friend to have something. He's not necessarily poor, but you want to give him something, uh, him or her something. Do you need to tell the person, here's a gift, and, and actually let the person know it's you? The same way, think about tzedakah for a minute. The same way tzedakah, it sort of takes away from the gift, takes away from because you're sort of pushing yourself, giving yourself credit. In the same way, when you give uh, when you give the tzedakah, sorry, when you give the matana, hey, it's me. Remember, so you could really get the pleasure without <laughs> the person knowing it was you. The fact that you, maybe you'll see the person in the street using that gift, and he doesn't know it came from you, but you've helped that person. You've given something. That's what Chaver Bachanina seems to be saying. You don't need to tell him. Now, obviously. Why would you think that you should have to tell a person when you give a person a gift? So Rashi tells us why this is a chidush. Why, why you would think that you need to tell him? Lomar, in other words, says Rashi, Lomar, this is saying, because if a person sort of gets a gift out of nowhere, say, where's this come from? 
He's going to be sitting there and thinking, oh, well, it's a great thing. I've always wanted this. I've always wanted like this skateboard, you know, this is great. I, this is everything I've dreamed of is the skateboard. It's got the great wheels and, and it's, look at that uh, aerodynamic uh, angles it has on it. But you know what? Who gave it to me? Mehechon Bowie loved Avarzeh. Mehechon, from where did this thing come from? So in other words, what we're saying is the way Rashi has now explained it to it, don't worry about that. The guy might be, at this point, we think the Gemara is saying, the guy might have a little bit of a wonder. I wonder where I got that thing from. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that uh, unnerving the person. The person might uh, wonder, but you can at least be the Matan Besaiser man. You don't need to tell him it's you. And maybe, uh, I'm sort of implying this, maybe it's even better you don't have to tell him. <laughs> you, know, you know, again, a lot of times, you know, we we want to see, we give a gift and we get a gift because we see the smile on the other person's face, makes us feel good. Hey, there's a way to be completely altruistic without having to say who you are. Okay. Okay. That's what the statement means. But then Chama puts a, gives a proof to it. What is his proof? His proof is something that we have in Parshas Kisisa at the end. After Moshe Rabbeinu is able to, um, through so many uh, actions of, 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 of begging, uh, after so many days of, of pushing the Rabboni Shalom, pushing God to forgive us, Moshe comes down uh, with the second Luchot, as we know. Um, and it says that as Moshe comes down, it says, Moshe lo yada, right? Take a look here, you know, again, as I said, the rule is if you have a Tanakh available, open it up. You have a nice uh, Talmud page like this one that right you see that number six ticks you right here. By Hebrew Moshe Meharsinai. Moshe is coming down from Harsinai. And he's got the new Luchot in his hand. Moshe didn't realize, Moshe didn't know that he was changed. Something had happened. Not only did he go through an incredible crucible of a prayer and tshuva and the simch of knowing he had succeeded in saving the Jewish people, but something else happened to him. And maybe as a result of all that experience, Moshe gets the radiance. Koran is like, for well, the word Karen, a horn, right? A horn. It was like a horn, uh, right? Koran or panov. But there was a horns, horns of light radiating off of the skin of his face. From the skin of his face, there was like horns of light. A good friend of mine once told me this is where um, the idea of Jews having horns comes from, of course. Uh, right. Yes. <laughs> so that's Moshe. Moshe comes down with, with horns, meaning that it means it, it's radiance, a radiance of light. And it says Moshe didn't know that. So you see that uh, Rav Chama says that that's a proof. God gave him this gift. But he didn't tell him. So you see, you don't need to tell a person about the gift. <laughs> Moshe didn't know he got it. You can act the same way and give gifts without necessarily pushing yourself front and center. That was what Chama Brachanina had to say. That was his halachic musr psak in terms of giving gifts. So I said he was an Amora. So the next word, of course, is a key Gemara term. Mesve. Remember? Those of you that have been with us for a while know that mesve means a question on an Amora from a Mishnah or a Brisa. Mesve. Again, I've explained it before, but it comes from the word 
like shav, like the tuff and the shin uh, are, are interchangeable. I'm going to actually return something to you. I'm going to throw something at you, like a big medicine ball <laughs> thrown at you, and you better catch it because, and it's going to, and, 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 and it's a threat to you, what you just said. Deal with this, boy. Deal with this, Mr. Amora. Okay, so whenever you see Mesve, almost 99% of the time it's going to be a Mishnah or a Brisa, uh, a Tosefta, some sort of tanatic statement. Okay, now it starts, as you can see from this little number seven, with a quote from a Pusik. So it's actually also from Parshas Kisisa, a little bit earlier. So let's, as, as, as since it does start with this Pasek, let's take a little side move and look at the complete Pasek and realize what this Brisa is, and then we'll try to figure out why it's an attack on Chama Barchanina. Let's take a look. So, Vi'ata Daber El Bnei Yisrael Lemor. Now this happens before, if you, if, if you have your Chumash out, you can check it out. This happens, or your Tanakh, this happens before the Chet Ego. Before the Chet Ego is described, um, there is a beautiful description about Shabbat, about Shabbos. They, you need, they need to keep my Shabbos. Ki os hu Shabbos is a sign, a special, significant aspect between myself, that's God, and you, Okay, but Shabbos is special. It's an os. For them to have some sort of knowledge, some sort of understanding, some sort of emotional, intellectual understanding. That's what dot means. You've heard a lot about Chabad, Chochma Bina Bedat. You know, they, that, you know, that's what Das is. Dat. There's something about Dat which is unnecessary in the Pasik. In other words, just say, keep Shabbos. It's very special. Um, what do they, and you might even want to say that God makes us holy. Ki ani Adonai mekadishchem. I make you holy. And Shabbos is sort of a way that holiness comes out. But what's this idea of ladat? What does that term mean? So that's where the Brisa starts. Ladat, for them to have this incredibly sharp knowledge that God is the one that makes them holy. Now, what did that mean? What do they need to have? What knowledge are we talking about? It's more than superficial knowledge. It's deep understanding. Yes, yes, that is correct. And what is what is it that God wants Moshe to to Hello? do to allow that das to occur. Yes, is this Robin? Yeah. Pretty good. How are you, Robin? Okay. <laughs> All right. So, with dot, can you So, what is it? What is this das? Amar lo Hakadosh Baruch Hu Moshe. Hakadosh Baruch was telling God, according to this uh, brisa. Moshe, <laughs> here's God talking. Moshe, matana tova yeshli bebeit kenazi. I've got a great present. Yeshli, I have it. Bebeit kenazi. It's where? It's in my storage house. It's in my treasure house, right? Talks about Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> you have that image if you want, right? The great big treasure house. Okay? Bishabbat shema. 
or Shabbos is its name. It's a great present. It's, 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 its name is Shabbos. It's a great present. Va'ani mevakesh litzno Yisrael. I want to give it to them. I want to give them this incredible present. Leich go v'hodio osam. Tell them about this great present. Tell them about hodia. Let them have knowledge. That's the das about this present. So here you see um, that this price seems to say that when you're getting a great present, you get you need to know about it and you need to know that it's God giving it to them. And the asset and okay, so of course this is God and the Torah. How does this relate to human beings in a normal everyday setting? Mikan from this drosha, which seems to be a very old accepted one, Mikan from here which was an idea that that had been already uh, floating around for a while in, in, in the collective consciousness of Chazal and the rabbis about what Wadath means, Amr um, Shimon and Gamliel, who was Rabbi Yehuda Nasi's father, he was the Nasi of Kal Yisrael, he was the leader of the Jewish people, he said, from this medrash, I, am, I'm, I, I have an actual practical thing. I know that if, or no St. Paslatinok, Right. Let's say you have some beautiful hot bread, right? Great breads, right? I'm thinking about Eretz Yisrael this morning because they're opening up. One of the great things if you go to Eretz Yisrael, I haven't been there in years, but if you stay in one of these hotels, right, they have in the morning all these different types of com- tremendous collection of different types of breads, right? <laughs> so here you got some bread. Who knows what it's like? It's it, it looks hot. It's beautiful. Geschmack. And you figure, okay, you're Shimon Ben Gamliel or anybody like that. You have a bunch. Of, you have some hot bread you just baked. And who's out the window? Some ragamuffin, some child, a moppet, a kid. And he's looking at it. Maybe he smelled it. And maybe what do you want to do? You want to give the kid a piece of bread. You want to give him, you want to give him maybe a a little roll, a bulke, as my grandmother used to make, a good sweet roll. Okay. You want to give one? Uh, That's not a bad intention. Tzorech lahodio leimo. You need to tell his mom. You need to let his mom know that you gave the gift. And that's what we learn out from God telling Moshe, make sure they know about this gift from me. So you see, again, Shimon Megamil Atana, it's a question on the Amora, Chama Barchanina. Chama Barchanina said, remember, that you don't have to tell people about the gift. And here we see, that Shimon and Gamliel says, I mean, the kid getting the hot bread, yeah, uh, that, that was a gift, but you need to let the mom know that you gave the gift. Okay, so that is a question. Now, um, <laughs> let's go on for a second. We're going to see what the Gemara's answer is. So that's the stira. Okay, meanwhile, we've been talking about Shabbos. We're talking about the holiness of Shabbos. We've been talking about Moshe Rabbeinu being changed by speaking with God, right? I said, you have all these incredibly spiritual ideas, and, 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 and yet they're going hand in hand with this halachic question. Do, should you tell, the, do, does a person need to know who the one who gave the gift is? Okay, now, of course, some of you might be thinking, well, there's a difference in giving a gift to a child and giving a gift uh, to an adult. 
And that might be a good answer. Uh, I could have suggested that answer. But the problem is Shimon Gamliel, you know, again, the, the source that he uses might indicate that you always have to give to tell you who it is. If, if, if God is the ultimate gift giver, and we learn about gift giving from God, the great gift of Shabbos was one of the greatest gifts we have. And now you're already seeing maybe a connection to yesterday and why we're talking about this. Yesterday we talked about Shammai and Hillel and the way they treated Shabbos and how important Shabbat was. So you see that this is related to what we studied yesterday. But again, in the halachic strictures that we're talking about, we're talking about gift giving. Shabbos, the ultimate gift. Do you need to tell someone that you're giving him a gift? Does he have to know where the gift is coming from? So uh, Shimon Gamil says yes. Chama Bar thought no. And his proof was from another gift that God gave. God gave Moshe the gift of illumination, the gift of 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 of, 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 of the gift of illumination. Yeah, that is correct. Um, uh, Debbie points out that there's another reason why practically you want to tell you who it is because maybe the person doesn't either, I guess they don't want, they feel uncomfortable accepting the gift knowing maybe the person doesn't have great means. Maybe they don't want to accept the gift because it implies a, a connection, a relationship the person's not interested in having. Uh, that's true. And especially Shimon Gamliel's case, we're very sensitive in this pedophile era, especially of giving gifts to kids, right? Stranger dangers, right? So the whole idea of, of again, it's a, it's a different time, but this idea of well, just giving gifts to a kid, just go out there and give gifts to the person, right? You know, the guy's going to get arrested for that, right? Guy's giving out, guy's giving out bread, but the cops say, what you, what's going on over here? What are you giving these, what are you giving these bulkas out to these kids for? It's a different time. So you're right. Today, we, I think you know, Debbie's point is, 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 a, is a very true one. And I think in general, we, we have a different look at things in terms of like giving out gifts. Um, still, there are two gifts that are the source from the Torah. One is the gift of Shabbat. And the other is the gift of Moshe's enhancement. Moshe's, the upgrade that he got, so to speak. From being up there, so the Gemara deals with them, and remember, Chama Barchanina quotes one. He's an Amora. Shimon ben Gamliel is a Tana, and we know Chama is going to have to cower. Uh, He's going to have to submit to the power of the Tana. Remember, that's the way Gemara works. So we're going to need an answer where they can both be true. So let's take a look. So the Gemara's answer to this begins with these words. On the third wide line, lo kashia. This is not a difficulty. Uh, if, you're, if you want to know a key Gemara word that comes up many times, here's one. Lo kashia. This is not difficult. Lo. It's not kashia. It's not difficult. Yeah, it's not a difficult thing. Okay. Why the word kashia means difficult, I'm not sure. Kashia is also called straw. Um, kushia. Again, why the word kash etymologically is connected to the uh, 
the idea of being difficult, I don't know. But that's what we say. Akasha. <laughs> it's not difficult. Okay. Caution. Something. Yeah. So it's not difficult. Why? There's types of gifts. That it's normal. Like the word avad. Even the word evad means working. It's going to happen. It, the way things occur naturally about these gifts are the avida la The shorish of this word is gilui, which means revelation. Right? Li uh, means that the normal thing that happens is that people find out about it. They'll know about it. It will become clear. And maybe also clear, was what I'm going to say, that who gave it to you? You know you've got the gift, and you'll know later who gave it to you. If it's a gift, that in time, naturally, the gift will become apparent, it'll be revealed, and that was, of course, by Moshe. God did not have to tell Moshe, I've made some enhancements for you. Go down the mountain now. Moshe was going to find out. <laughs> Moshe wasn't aware because, again, maybe it had to do with Moshe's innate uh, modesty. That he didn't even sense that. But obviously, you, he would tell. <laughs> he would find out. How would he find out? <laughs> people would say he could tell from the looks of the people who, had, who were coming to greet him as he came down the mountain. Or it would be his brother. Or, or his brother's children, or his own children, or his wife, or anyone, would say, Moshe, there's something different about you. There is? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're radiant. Wow. Okay. I don't know if Moshe had a mirror to look in, but he probably did, and he could tell. Wow. So God didn't have to let him know. There's a certain charm and a certain... Um, uh, it's sort of like a classy way. Yeah, you'll find out. But you don't have to like knock on the door and say, hey, do you like it? you like the gift? Hey, what do you think of it? <laughs> I get, uh, Bachi can tell you, you know, I get sometimes upgraded in, in, in the house sometimes, you know, for, for, for hovering around after the gift is given to see, hey, do you like the gift? Hey, didn't you like it? You know, like we've got to be there when the, when, when the kids unwrap the present. You don't need to be there. <laughs> They'll know it's from you. That's in terms of Moshe. And that would be what Chama Brachanin is talking about. And that, I think, takes care of Debbie's point as, as, as well. Again, it, it, the person still, like you said, might not want to accept it. Maybe he doesn't, under, maybe he doesn't feel the relationship is on that level that he wants to take gifts. And he can, you can always give it back. <laughs> In other words, if you feel uncomfortable with this gift, you can take it back. But the person doesn't have to hover around there in order to say, hey, you see what I just gave to you? Whereas, huh, the case of the Brisa, is matana de lo avida lagluye. It's, it's a gift that you wouldn't really know about unless the person describes the gift. The person doesn't know. The person doesn't realize. Right? Doesn't realize that he's going to be getting 86 more dollars in his checking account every week. He's not the type. He, he's an absent-minded person. He doesn't realize. Right? <laughs> you call the person in, you know, you know, the guy is so involved in his in his uh, statistics, he's so involved in his work, he doesn't realize that the boss has given him a raise. So if he's that type of person, he might not realize it. <laughs> so 
you might want to call him and tell him, look, you know, I want to tell you, I'm giving you a bonus. You're going to notice. Oh, I wouldn't have noticed. Thanks for telling me. You should let the, right? You should let the person know because he's not going to realize it, in other words. And therefore, you should let him know. Um, okay. Now, the Gemara asks, one second, what's the template, what is the uh, paradigm, so to speak, of a gift that you're not going to know about? Remember what we just said. There was, there was Moshe's enhancement and Shabbat that was given to the Jewish people. Both are gifts. Shabbat is the type of thing that you do find out about, right? <laughs> They're going to keep Shabbos, right? Uh, right? Uh, Moshe's going to tell them uh, this is what you have to do every week, and, 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 and they're going to see that their life is different. They're going to see that they take off every week. They're going to see the menucha. They're going to sense it. What do they need to hear in advance how great Shabbat is? Aren't they going to experience? Aren't they going to, isn't it just like the people telling Moshe, hey, you're radiant? Moshe doesn't need to give them, listen, obviously the Torah is all about commands that God wants them to keep. So all the other commands are, again, whatever they are, honor your parents, don't take my name in vain. Shabbat, there was a special thing on Shabbos, there was a special thing God said, look, I, I, I want you to emphasize Shabbos to them, and I also want them to know how great Shabbos is. Let them know this great gift that I'm giving them. When they live Shabbos, they'll experience the gift. Why does? Why did there have to be this introduction uh, about this great? Hey, I got Shabbos for you, and it's a tremendous thing. It's in God's storage house. It's part of one of the most beautiful, treasured things that you can have. It'll happen, right? People will know what it is. So now comes the point. Remember how I started today. There's a there's a spiritual idea here. But it's it's couched in this term of back and forth, trying to, in other words, the structure here is, can Chama Barachanina survive the question from the Bryce of Shemim Gamli or not? And what's going to be the answer? But really, look at the subtlety of what the Gemara is going to say here. Matan Schara, the idea of the ultimate reward of Shabbat, lo avida lagluye. I mean, we keep Shabbos, and we obviously know what that means. We know how, oh, you know, Laura Schlesinger and everyone will tell you how important it is to have a Sabbath, Shabbos around the world, how important it is, a day off without computers, how, how, how critical it is to have the day with the family, how important it is to be able to, to just talk and to throw the devices away or, or we shut them off. But that's not the real scar of Shabbos. <laughs> There's something about Shabbos that if you keep it, you almost get an incredible, again, we, we, we don't want to give mitzvahs. We, we, we try to be careful about how much mitzvahs uh, are able to generate merit and, and what sort of olam haba you get from it. But it sounds like the Jews at the time of, uh, of, of, of in the desert, when they were getting the Torah from Moshe, Moshe let them know, and God wanted to know about how incredible the schar of Shabbat is. There's something about the schar of Shabbat, of Shabbos, which is something they would not have known had Moshe not told them. And that was something that, that is special and unique, and, and it wasn't like everybody would, 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 would get it. 
And listen, we know that we've dealt with, unfortunately, generations of, of, of people, especially in the beginning of the 20th century in America, where Shabbos was just considered a burden that was difficult to keep. Um, there's something about the scar of Shabbos that is something you wouldn't have known. That's the thing that Moshe, God told Moshe to talk about. And again, I, it, the, the Gemara is very uh, sparse in its words about what it means. Okay. Um, let's do one more thing and then do a Rashi. Um, but now we've answered Chama Bar Hanina. However, there's still something, I call this, uh, this is Kivalevich's terms for it, I call it uh, Pandora's box. Um, that once a Brisa or a Mishnah uh, becomes uh, set on the table, we don't, and even though we've already done the mathematical stuff, we've answered Chama, because we said, oh, the two different types of gifts. We still want to analyze those words. We don't just let them float away. And therefore, we want to try to figure out, like, like, just like when, you know, Pandora was curious and she opened the box. We're curious. <laughs> we're curious. Can we go back to that line again? And that's what these two words mean. And it's a key Gemara term, Amar Mar. It's like, uh, almost like a lawyer would say, uh, will, will, will the uh, secretary or whatever it's called, the stenographer, read back the court reporter? I'm sorry. Will the court reporter read back the words? Amar Mar. So the court reporter reads back. Uh, can we read back again what that Brisa was? Can, can we can we read uh, the let's let's hear the court reporter read it. Okay. Here it is again. Quote Now when you give a piece of bread, we talked about the hot bread to the kids, tell the mother about it. So the question here is of course Remember the ragamuffin who's who's looking at the bread lovingly, and you know uh, I have this image of uh, of of uh, Spanky McFarland from the Little Rascals, you know, going by Mrs. Crabtree's window, you know, and and somehow they're throwing and you know they you throw him a piece of bread there, right? Somewhere that's somewhere. Else. So anyway, but what's what's Spanky gonna do, right? <laughs> Spanky, they're gonna eat it, right? So how's the mom gonna know? Right? How's the mom going to know, you know, that Mrs. Crabtree uh, sent the sent the bread for the for the Tinoch, Right? How how, how how is mom going to know? <laughs> Spanky's going to eat it. So the Gemara says, "My Ovid lay. What can what can be done lay to to to, to the boy, the Tinoch, that the boy will know, right? Now remember, you know, uh, he he he's he, he, right? so. What do you do? So what you do is, mashcha is the word like mashicha, anointment, like the word mashiach. Now, what do you anoint with? You anoint with oil. So in Aramaic, the term for oil became mishcha. That, that's, that was actually one of the names of, uh, of Harazesim. It was also called Haramishcha, uh, the Mount of Olives. Uh, where in Nebuchadnezzar, where we talk about people that were buried there, it's right by Yerushalayim. It also has a name called Hara Mishcha, because Mishcha is, is, is the idea of anointment. Anointment is always with oil. So Mishcha becomes a noun that means oil. Shayifle is to actually rub, right? Shifshuf is to rub oil. So what you should do is, 
if, if, if you know what, what Mrs. Crabtree should do in this case is rub oil on Spanky's forehead. And when Spanky comes home, I don't know if you ever saw Spanky's mother in the show. I don't know. I think maybe once in a while in the in the shorts. Maybe I guess he did have a mom. But anyway, so uh, uh, you know, Mrs. Uh, you know Spanky's mom is going to say, "Hmm, wh- wh- what's that oil on your face?" Or another possibility is what I'm sure you know. Uh, you know, as a as a ch- charter uh, founding member of the He Men Women Haters Club, I'm not sure if he's going to like this. Umali le kuchla, or maybe what you could do is fill, put put some uh, makeup. Kuchla is actually from the word kachol, which is uh, blue, as we know, but it was actually like a blueness that would uh, like would would actually. Um, Go around the eye. It would give the impression. I guess everybody, you know, felt blue eyes was was something impressive. So it was a sort of a makeup that people would wear. They would put like um, a blue dye type of material around the eyes, and that was considered a way for a woman to beautify herself. Uh, kuchla. Uh, so maybe what you're going to do is actually take, you know, Mrs. Crabtree probably has some stuff from Avon there, and she could put some of the kuchla around. Spanky's eye. And this way, when Spanky shows up at home, what's going to happen? Well, the mom's going to say, what's that? And he's going to say, well, Mrs. Crabtree gave it to me. Oh, and you know what? Now that Spanky's talking about Crabtree, and yeah, and she gave me this incredible role. It was like a tremendous sweet, sweet role. Boy, that was a great Danish. Okay, and this way, the mom knows that the gift was given. Okay. <laughs> However, I know it sounds strange. Remember, this is we cannot impose upon uh, the Talmud our sense of uh, conventionality. Um, and we're going to see. Uh, right. Ne- the next word is a Kigamar word. Uh, uh, I would underline it if you printed out this page. Actually, there is a way. I, I know that my my my. Uh, uh, Adobe Acrobat is telling me there's ways I could actually mark up this PDF page, and, and if you have it, I'm sure you could do it as well. I haven't really gone through the tutorial to to know how to do it. I'm sure it would only take me a couple of minutes, so maybe next time I'll I'll, I'll try to get a little more uh, expertise on, it and this and this will be I'll, I'll be able to figure out how to do it. But anyway, but if you are following here, this is a key Gemara word. Let's take a look at it again. The Gemara says that. Um, Ha'idna means and this time. You know, and and I don't know why it's an aleph, because it probably should have been an ayin originally, but that's what ha'idna means. This time. There's an ayin missing. Ha now idna meaning this period. In other words, in today's times. Meaning in the time of Shimon and Gamliel, it was okay to put the little makeup on or put the oil on. But today. What are we worried about? The chayshinon, that we're worried about. What's the next word here? Word you might be familiar with. The chayshinon likshafim. We're worried about kshafim. That's as, 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 and, and, and it was called kishuf. Machshefa lo sechaya, right? We had that in Parshas Kedoshim. Machshefa, for witchcraft. We're worried about witchcraft. 
because this is what sort of the voodoo that the that the witches and warlocks do. What they do is they try to put items onto people. They they try to they right they you know this is this is if you're going to see that you're going to get worried. You're going to say what? <laughs> What's happening here? It's 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 it sounds like you know has he been cursed? Mrs. Mrs. Spanky's going to say what what happened here? You know you're going to cause a panic by putting in today's time by putting the makeup or the oil it's like that that's what witches would do that that's what you would do to harm the child so what do you do because i guess that's it right so amaraf papa you know how you can still do it shy play let's say you're giving the kids some uh, 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 a danish so take a little bit of the danish and crush it in your hand and rub it on his face so this way, even though he's going to eat all of it, but there's going to be stuff that's going to be left somewhere on his forehead in a prominent way. And, and that's not what witchcraft, that's not a problem of witchcraft. People aren't going to get nervous about it. And they'll still accomplish the same thing that when Spanky comes home, his mom will ask him, hey, what's, what's that crumbs on your face and on top of your head? And he'll know, oh, that's what Mrs. Crafty gave me. Okay. I want to do one Rashi. Uh, because you know what what was what was the perceived benefit from that? So take a look here, my friends. Um, Rashi goes through, and this is a beautiful idea. It's it's it, it's sad that in today's time this sounds it sounds like oh nobody would ever think about it this way. But this is the way Rashi thought about it, and Rashi felt this was the truth of what Chazal were trying to say. Let's look at this Rashi. Um, this is the Rashi about telling the mom. Now, how do you tell the mom? So we saw later by indicating with some other type of stuff on the kid's face or somewhere on his body that shows that the gift was given. So let's read the Rashi together. Do something, as we see, as we just saw, where there's some sort of indicator that the kid got something. Why? Because probably Spanky's going to eat it. Shim Because if he eats it, Kodem Shiyobo before he brings it home, there are going to be some goody two-shoes kids. Maybe Alfalfa will, won't eat it. But there are going to be some goody two-shoes that, that, will bring it, that will bring it home. But most of them are going to eat it. Tira etaot. Mom is going to see, what's this? Vitishaleno. And she'll ask him, how did you get this on your face? How did you get this? Omar and Spanky will say, Plony. Yeah, Mrs. Crabtree put that on. The gum nothingly pass. And she gave me some bread. Ooh, it's tasty. Yum, yum. What's the benefit? So the benefit is, through this, Mr. and Mrs. Spanky are going to know that what? What are they going to know? Shehu Ohavam. They're going to know that they've got a friend. they got someone who likes them. When you know, again, today we look at things differently. What are you giving my kid food for? We live in a different world. But in those days, the idea that you would give stuff away, and you didn't even realize, and I, I think here there's a, a, a psychological, sociological aspect. 
we find it many times easier to relate to people's children than to their parents, right? There's people that we're sort of like defensive with. Uh, we're not sure, right? You know, you know, they come into show and they have a certain attitude or a certain way of looking, and we're not sure, you know, we sort of nod and say hello, but their kids were able to somehow be closer to them. And it's not because we have any, uh, you know, uh, negative or, 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 you know, terrible thoughts about the child. The truth is we like the family, but sometimes the child is the, is, is the key to connect to the family. Again, that's the way, and I think this is probably true, not just in our time, it might have been, it was probably true in the time of Chazal as well. Everybody's got their defense mechanisms and, and, and their attitudes, the way they act. It's not so easy to, to show a connection. Yeah, I, I, it's very easy on Purim because everybody's doing it. <laughs> Without Purim, it's very hard um, to show, uh, uh, you know, I really like that family, right? So sometimes the child is really a way to connect to the, to the larger family. Because a child is innocent, a child doesn't have those presumptions. A child is meant. I mean, that's the way. If, if you're a, if you're a Darwinist, you believe in in in, in, the, in you know in, in this bio, and I, I think there's a lot to it that God makes these kids cute <laughs> because this way this way the parents are invested to keep on working with them and, and, and investing so much, right? So the kids have a natural cuteness, a natural connectedness, but hopefully the 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 other family, the Crabtree family wants to connect to, to Spanky's family. And from there, Rashi says, wow, we didn't realize that they liked us. Yeah. And that's how you could have friendship, appreciation and friendship. So it's a positive thing. This is the way Rashi is saying what Chazal are viewing this. Again, you know, we read this today and, and, and you know, some of you, I'm sure, are thinking, that's so weird. But there's a pristine beauty to this, and it wasn't so long ago, I know Norman Rockwell's America, where this was, this was was true, and we have become in many ways distant and and and, and removed from the people. It's suspicious, you know, and and it's unfortunate. So this is a a, a much more innocent time. It was it wasn't it wasn't completely it wasn't caveman, right? But it didn't have a lot of the, a lot of the negative connotations of today, and therefore. It isn't about to take pride and say, hey, I gave a present. It's a way, the present is a way to, to begin and, 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 and strengthen relationships. Sometimes presents to kids, this is what Rashi is telling us, is a way to show, hey, you know, they're friends of us. We didn't realize that they were friends. We didn't realize that they liked us, that they had that type of thing. And, and therefore, it's important that we realize how interconnected we are. That that was really the whole point of the Brisa, of, of 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 telling the mom. Today, when we look at it, we say it's dangerous. You better tell the mom who it is, or she's going to think it was some child molester. Uh, that's maybe another interpretation we could use for today, for today's time, unfortunately. But in the time of Chazal, at least in the time of Rashi, Rashi understood it. That's this is the way. Uh, it, it, this was the way it was understood, and was understood as a way to actually be a positive. Um, meanwhile, of course, we've learned about, the, you know, how great Shabbos was and how great Moshe's level of spirituality was. So, as I said, there's still... Uh, Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.